Hey there, it's Jenna Kutcher, the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I am so excited that you're hearing my voice right now because that means you're tuning in to Natalie's new podcast, Fit for Business. Natalie Jean's desire to serve others through her business is admirable, and what led her to being selected as a top 1% student of mine and she got to receive some specialized coaching. I am so, so excited that her voice is out in the world and that you, my friend, are tuning in today. Are you ready? Enjoy. Hi, I'm Natalie Jean, a busy entrepreneur, mom to four boys, wife to a SWAT sniper, and I have been gifted the task to spread the message about the impact your health plays on every area of your life. When you put your fitness and nutrition as a top three priority in your life, every single area improves, including your business bottom line. Join me as I interview some amazing women and gain insight into their health journeys, their struggles, their setbacks, and how you can overcome your own. Maybe 2020 hasn't quite gone as you had hoped it would. Those fitness and business goals you dreamt on so heavily back in December are now just that, a dream. January has come and gone, and old habits have reared their ugly heads, but here's where I want to help you. I've created a challenge geared toward helping you get out of the rut you might be finding yourself in when it comes to your fitness. It will be full of motivation, accountability, a little competition against yourself, and some cash prizes, and I would love for you to join. Head on over to www.nataliejean.com, that's N-A-T-A-L-E-E, J-E-A-N.com, where you can find out more information and sign up. That's www.nataliejean.com to get more information on the upcoming FFB challenge. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fit for Business podcast. And today my guest is Beth. She and I start off our conversation talking all things healthy cocktails. She has an incredible book out with so many recipes on how to make your favorite version into a much healthier version for a cocktail to enjoy on your weekends. She's also the mother to two teenage boys, and I picked her brain quite a bit on how to raise boys that will eat healthier as they become teenagers. And she has some great insight into this as well. We end our conversation with some amazing tips that she has and mindset hacks that she's developed over the years that have helped her to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Beth Nydick is an acclaimed nutritionist, a cookbook author, and motivational speaker. She's a co-writer of the Clean Cocktails, Righteous Recipes for the Modern Mixologist, as seen on Oprah Magazine and Better Homes and Gardens. She brings a clean living mindset to craft mixology. We work all week to be our best selves. Why ruin it on the weekends? Beth, thank you so much for being on the Fit for Business podcast. It's so great to have you. How are you today? I'm awesome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to talk with you and to meet all your listeners. It's going to be a great afternoon. Yeah, awesome. Um, Before we jump in, I like to ask everyone, if you were to describe yourself with three words, I think this just helps us to, at a quick snapshot, get to know who you are. So what three words would you use to describe yourself? Loyal, dependent, and hustle. 
Okay. I like those. Those are good. Loyalty, independent, and hustle. And I know we've, I've seen, you know, we've known each other a little bit here and the word hustle is like this, do we like it? Do we not? And so I think you've um, adopted it as you like it. Yes. I like it a lot. You know, I really don't put that negative connotation to it. I think it means doing the work, moving the needle. I think I, maybe we should call it like mommy hustle because I, I'm a mom of two teenage boys, but I, and I don't think the mommy moniker is a bad thing either. So maybe mommy hustle would be better because like you're a mom of lots of boys and we have a million things to do and we need to hustle our ass all day long to get that stuff done. So I kind of, I look at it that way, not the out of balance, too much work. It's overwhelming. Like that doesn't honestly come into my headspace when I hear or talk about the word hustle. Yeah. And you are definitely one to hustle because you are constantly <laughs> all over the place. Um, with that, then tell me just about yourself, the season of life you're in. Are you married? You were saying you have kids. How old are they? And what is your life like right now? And then maybe a little bit about your business too. So I married for almost 20 years together, 24 years. And the way to keep married for 24 years is to think they're cute because I tell my husband all the time, facetiously, thank God you're cute. <laughs> Even if he's annoying me, thank God I still think you're handsome. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I live in suburbia, two teenage kids in high school. My dog's 12 years old. Like I'm definitely in that space where the kids are leaving soon. And my husband and I will get the time back, the space back, the intimacy that we don't have when there's two teenage boys coming and going in the house all day long, uh, which I love, but I do, you know, I do count the, I guess the countdown, you know, my kids will be out of the house in less than two and a half years, both wow. of them. Wow. And so, so you're, you're in the pay, you're in the place where you're looking forward to that. I, I'm happily dreading it. I, my kids and I are very close. We have a really good time together. The four of us do fun stuff together all the time. But I am kind of looking to not having to make dinner anymore and not have to clean up after them and to just have my husband and I be able to hung, hang out and be together and learn together and grow together differently than we've been growing for 17, 18 years. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, you're, I am totally keeping you in my back pocket for when that time comes. I got about... Yeah. Mm, I don't know, give or take six years or so. So you're going to be my go-to. <laughs> I am a lot of mommy's go-to because I had my, I didn't have the kids young, but I'm a younger mom um, in my community. And, you know, I just, I always, I tell every mom, just be close with your kid. Just talk to your kid. If you have a bad day, be like, I'm having a really bad day. I need a hug. Or this really frustrates me. Like showing your kids that you have those kind of emotions and that you can share with them as they grow up. I think it's like one of my tips to get teenage boys to actually share with you how they feel. That's yeah. my big tip. Okay. I've <laughs> noted it, mentally noted it. Um, tell us about your business. What do you do? I always answer that question usually with like today, what do I do? I do a lot of different things. So I run Blue Barn Kitchen, which is a healthy lifestyle website where you can find cleanses and detoxes, but you also find amazing recipes that are for your family. I really got started in the food and health and wellness business because I was going to school to do lunch at my, the elementary school. And all the kids had like Doritos and don't, I'm not, I'm not shaming anyone. This is for me. This is my point of view. Um, you know, the Doritos and the Lunchables and all that stuff. And it just made me a little crazy. And I was like, there, at that time, there really wasn't a lot of information. Remember like when my kids were starting elementary school, 
we just got email addresses. So there wasn't this explosion of the internet. So I looked to use the tool of the internet to like teach my friends what I was making for dinner because my kids would eat it and it was healthy and it was full of, you know, fruits and vegetables, lean proteins, you know, grains, that kind of thing. Um, and I was doing a lot of coaching for about 10 years, nutrition coaching. I worked for other people. I worked for myself. I developed a food product. But in 2016, I had an idea for a book. I literally was having a cocktail party at my house and I'm looking at my friends and they're like, this drink's amazing. All the drinks that I used to make when I was a bartender in college. And I said to myself, other people need to know about these cocktails. Other people need these recipes. And I was like, I'm gonna write a book about it. Two years later, we were published. We were published um, by Norton, which is my favorite publishing house. They were amazing. We had a great time working with them. And it's a uh, clean cocktails, righteous recipes for the modern mixologist. Oh my uh, gosh. That's crazy. Tell me more cocktails. about these clean cocktails. Like <laughs> give me an idea of a recipe. Yes. So clean cocktails are your favorite spirits. So tequila, vodka, gin, bourbon, and they're made with herbs and spices, fruits and vegetable juices, even kombuchas. We have um, a whole chapter of mocktails which are like elixirs and made with charcoal and other things um, and great drinks that you don't, if you don't drink, there's great options for you. But I wanted to, I had my clients and my writing partners, clients, we would get them healthy. We would put them on these great programs and they'd be like, can I still have a cocktail? Can I still have some wine? What do I, I I'm, I'm not going to drink. I like a cocktail. I don't know. Do you like a cocktail? Yeah, I do. I, I'm, I mean, I'm not a big one, but if it's no. good and delicious and if it's quote unquote healthier for you, yeah. then I'm listening. Exactly. So they, and they are, I'm not a big drinker either. I'll have my, the joke, the joke in my family is like, if mom has two, we go home. Like I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a good drinker, but I like a good drink. Um, I'm actually making one tomorrow for, for um, presentation I'm doing. It's red. I'm getting, I got red grapefruits, red ruby grapefruits, which I juiced. I also made a honey syrup with red pepper flakes and maple syrup. I'm sorry. It's, it's a maple based. I made a syrup. It's maple based with red pepper flakes and cinnamon. I put that in a pot. I simmered it for an hour, let it cool. And then I use that in the cocktail and fresh lime juice and a little bit of seltzer. That's the oh. whole cocktail. Oh my gosh. So tell me then that kind of now you were, so you were a bartender in college. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. Then how did you come up with, like, how did you know to create, how did you know to simmer this and create this and like, where, what's the process going from making those bartending drinks to making these mocktails, cocktails that are healthier? Well, I, even the drinks that I used to make at the bar, I always use spices. Like I was known for like using herbs in my drinks or, or garnishing them with a piece of mint or something. Cause I, I was living that lifestyle, that whole food, whole mineral lifestyle. And I just decided to take mint and figure out which flavors went with mint. So citrus goes with mint, you know, honey, a coconut sugar, maple syrup goes with mint. And then bringing in what vegetables like carrot juice and mint isn't great, but you know what? Carrot juice and parsley and a little bit of gin tastes amazing. Um, what's the other one I was making today? I was making like a Paloma. That's the grapefruit. I made the Paloma today, but I made one that was rosemary, lemon, honey, and vodka with a dash of salt. So it was really just bringing together the flavors that I liked, the herbs and spices that I liked with the spirits that I liked. And you can mix and match any of them. It's just getting the right ingredients together. But like okay. if you're, I, my favorite favorite for the whole book is called The Day Drinker. And it's grapefruit, lemon, sage, and gin. 
you started to say that this idea came, not the, not the drinks, but from just the whole nutrition thing is being in the lunchroom for your kids and noticing, cause even yes, today it's the same thing. Lunchables, Doritos, Capri Suns. What made you then say, like, did you want to change that for the school system? Did you want to change that for your home? What was your thought process and how did you get there? Well, part of it was that I knew that if I ate that kind of stuff, I would feel badly. And my parents always say that I brainwashed my children to feel that, to say the same thing. <laughs> but really where it came from is I would have play dates. And I remember this one little boy would bring his own snacks here because he, he didn't like cucumbers and I would always put cucumbers out. But other parents would send their kids or their kids would come home and be like, did you make a juice for my child and he drank it? Did my, have, my son have celery juice? Are you kidding me? Like, how do you do that? Oh, I also, I had a birthday party for my son and I made black bean brownies. And I emailed this, the other moms just to let them know that if they were a little flatulent, that I made them black bean brownies, but I didn't tell them that they were black bean brownies. I remember half the moms sent me back for the recipe. Oh, uh, yeah. And then I was like, I said to myself, I think you have something here, like helping moms feed their kids healthier options that they'll eat, drink, and, and be happy having is a huge service I could do to help people make their lives happier and healthier. Because a lot of, like, you know, a lot of people don't know how sick they feel till they feel better. Yeah. Um, so now that your kids are teenagers, would you say that they eat still I guess healthy or are they more your typical teenagers where they're have bags of chips in their room? <laughs> they do not have bags of chips in their room. Um, they eat compared to other teenagers. They eat really healthy. They're not, we, you know, they're not big pizza guys. I have one gluten-free kid. So I cook a lot. Like I made this today. I made chicken green, it's like it's polo verde. It's called, so it's tomatillo chicken soup. I made, um, three bean chili and I made a five pound meatloaf and that'll last me to like Tuesday. It's Thursday today. Wow. Even with two teenage boys and the, as much as they eat. Yeah. That all of that will probably last till Tuesday. You know, we're in and out. We have sports this weekend, but I make a lot of food for them so that when they come home, they don't, they, they don't complain that as much that there's nothing to eat. You know, I also, I do buy the Trader Joe's fast, you know, whatever they, the tone the, uh, or they like the tortillas they like from there, like other stuff from Trader Joe's that isn't say quote unquote healthy, but it's healthier than a bag of chips and a pizza. Yeah. So yeah. my kids have always um, eaten real food. That's what my real thing with them is. And then really the thing that I've tried to get across to them, they eat everything. My older son says that he's not picky, but he's picky in the sense that if it's not quality, really good food or done really, really well, he won't eat it. Like if it doesn't taste fantastic, he won't eat it. It's so it's frustrating on the other side. Yeah. Well, I think that's amazing that, uh, you have set that standard and I can totally see why you're excited for them to leave the home. So you don't have to cook this much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, cooking is really my, a love of mine. I, that's the way I calm down. That's the way I check out. That's the way I meditate. I would rather just hang out and cook all day. Um, and that's really how I started being online and I was food blogging. So I was just doing and doing videos of me making dinner and having people come along for the ride. Cause I just felt like if I could share how easy it really is, like you and I are busy, you run several businesses. I do several things, but
but I have 25 minutes to make dinner. And if I know what I'm doing and it's planned out, then I can make dinner. Like I go to Trader Joe's and don't buy things for certain recipes. I just buy the same things and I make these few recipes and I just keep doing that. I'll throw something in new once in a while, but I just kind of keep the same things that I always feel like what my grandma used to make because those were solid, good food, just probably better ingredients. Yeah. So would you say then to, to be successful like this with the family, you pretty much then know, okay, and maybe I'm being too specific, but every Monday is this enchilada. Every Tuesday is this, or is it, and that makes sense to me to have it, have this, you know, same kind of, same type of meals. Um, but would you say that that is kind of accurate that you have just this planned out expectation? No, um, I'm not that organized. I think you are. So that would work for you, but I'm not that organized. It's more like I'm going to make chicken thighs tonight. I'm going to use spinach and, oh, I have this and I have this in the cabinet. Like I have all my ingredients and I make, you know, whatever I make together, then I put in the pan and I make it. It's not that, it's not planned out, but I always make a meatloaf. I always have a chili in the winter and I usually have a soup. Yeah. And I would actually say I'm probably more like that. I might come across like I like to plan, but when it comes down to it, it's like, okay, what's for dinner tonight? Um, but okay. So it seems like you've kind of always had this innate passion for this nutrition. What about when it comes to exercise? Would you say that's the same or is that harder for you or what does your fitness, um, look like? When the kids were really little or like they were in preschool and elementary school, I was a gym rat. I really was. I was there four to five days a week. I love working out. I really like lifting. Um, I unfortunately, and I've been doing that most of my life. Um, walking, I was unfortunately in a car accident two years ago and I have, I'm not able to do what I, I used to do, which is very, very frustrating. And to be honest, like you, you, I have an issue. It's my own What's the right word? It's my own block. It's my own issue. Like I'm, I'm here trying to tell you how to be healthy, but yet I don't look like I used to look because I can't work out like I used to work out. I eat really well, but it's that insecurity. Like if I don't look the part, is anyone going to listen to what I have to say? And you know what? People still listen to what I have to say. It's my thing. It's nobody else's thing. Um, but thankfully I'm feeling better and hopefully get to come back to spin and yoga oh, as soon as I can. <laughs> When it comes to fitness, then how do you overcome that feeling of, like you said, looking the part and, and not being able to, to do what you used to do? How do you feel better about yourself? I walk a lot. Like I, you know, I, my kids are older, so I, and I live right near New York City. So we would literally go into the city at like 7, 8 o'clock in the morning and come home at 7, 8 o'clock at night and walk. 18 miles, 20 miles. So for me, that's my favorite thing to do is walk around the city, stop and eat, get a drink, get, you know, walk around. Um, I could walk all day long. So I really walk a lot. I have a 12 year old dog spike that, <laughs> that we walk a lot and I stretch. Um, I brought in meditation as a big part of my life because um, I needed something else to help me calm down. And I also use CBD oil which I like a lot. I use Theramew. It's my favorite company. It works for me. Um, it really helps me when I can't sleep. Um, you know, if I'm having like a big presentation or I'm going into the city to do TV live, I'll take a little bit just to take that edge off and just to give me a little sense of focus and, um, and strength in my in mental strength. Um, but I'm, and I do, and I can do Pilates. 
So I can do a little bit of that as well. You bring up a a really great point with the meditation because I think health, when we're talking about health, is not just nutrition and fitness, but it's also what you consume with your mind, what you're reading, what you're watching, what you're consuming on TV or social media. And so I think meditation plays a huge role. How would you say that that affects you in your day to day by doing meditation and what does your meditation look like? Uh, my meditation is really short. I do a lot of mantras in the morning. I do angel cards every morning. I pick a few for the day. Um, it's really keeping myself focused. Those 10 minutes I have before the kids get up for school and the you know 20 minutes I have after they left for school as I'm cleaning up the kitchen. Um, but I really, I, the mantras really help me. I, I wake up and I try it's gotten more and more automatic and I've really been trying to do this, but I wake up and the first thought I try to have, or I focus on trying to have is um, I'm, I love the fact that the universe has my back and that just helps me. Like when I'm in the car, I'll listen to different people. I really love Abraham Hicks and Gabrielle Bernstein. And I just found somebody new that I think is really interesting and listening to one of them for 10 minutes, talk about, whatever it is, laws of attraction, or um, your ability to meditate, your ability to bring things into your life, which I, which I kind of bring back to hustle. Like if you have the right state of mind, meditation, be it running, be it spin, like whatever that thing is. But if you can bring that focus to your mind on one of your goals, and not so much in the way of like, I'm going to set a goal and this is how I'm going to get to it. Really just what you want to happen in your life, it, it happens. I think the law of attraction is the law of being in action. Tell me more about your uh, mantras. So you mentioned you have the, the universe one. What other mantras do you say, if you don't mind sharing? Everything always works out for me. I'm looking at them on my wall. I like that one a lot. Um, I like, I am flowing and allowing the universe to guide me. That's one of my favorite. And I, I hear good news every day. I like this. That's a big one for me. I had um, a stretch of my life, unfortunately, where I had a car accident and my father-in-law was hit by a car and ultimately died um, from the accident in six month time. So that one really helped me get through that and help my kids get through that as much. You know, I'm not saying my kids are into it. They roll their eyes. They think I'm crazy. Like they're not into that kind of stuff. But, you know, when my little one sometimes will be like, I did that mantra thing today and I felt better. Great. He's 15. Great. But I hear good news every day. I think it's really helpful for everybody. That's awesome. I do. I like that too. Cause it it's, goes back to, I think, you know, gratitude and just having that mindset that not everything is happening to you and life's not happening to you, but it's happening for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Also tell me about the angel cards. I don't know anything about those. What is that? So I literally bought them probably 10, 15 years ago when I was cleaning out my closet and I found them. And I have two different sets. I have them actually right next to me. They're like, the angel cards are oracle cards. They, you pick them and they have like a little message for you for that day. Like the, I just picked one up and it said, positive thoughts create positive results. And it gives you a little prayer to say. And a lot of people in this space have them. These I literally had in my closet for 10 years. And I picked them up about a year and a half ago. And every morning I'll pick one for today and for, I'll pick like three. It's like, 
today, tomorrow, and the next day, but I do that every day. So it just kind of gives me, you know, it gives, I think whatever gives you a warm feeling and makes you feel better that day, I don't care what it is. I take that back. I don't want you to drink every day or be drunk every day, you know, but to give you that extra confidence, to give you that extra little piece of, there's something bigger than me that's pushing me. There's something bigger than me that wants me to be happy. Um, it works. If it works for you, it works for you. For you in the next year, what would you say are some of your biggest goals when it comes to your own health, nutrition, fitness, whatever it might be? What, what are you looking to, uh, to achieve? Well, I'm hoping to get back to the gym so that I can feel better that way. So I can lose some of the weight that I put on from not being able to do what I used to do. I'd like to be more vegan. I'm more pescatarian, but I think finding more, more, in, more interesting foods that not only that I can make for myself, but I can make for my family and that the kids will eat. And my husband, I'm not saying like my husband's like, Oh, give me some chickpeas or can I have some aquafaba foam on my, you know, cashew milk and you know, avocado pudding. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, one of my, actually one of my big goals for 2020 is to drink more water. That's really a big one. I drink a lot of seltzer, which is fine for your body, but I feel like drinking water, um, ionized water. And a friend of mine just turned me on to, um, electrolysis, electrolysis, <laughs> electron water. Electrolysis water is a whole different thing. Maybe that's something <laughs> we can drink. But electron water, that's supposed to give you more energy. I'm going to try that. She said she'll give me some of it. Um, but water's definitely a big part of it. I want my kids to cook more. I just assigned one of them to cook every other Tuesday. My little one and my big one's going to cook every other Thursday when he doesn't have practice. So really engaging them in, in finding recipes, having the ingredients. My big one drives. So go and get the ingredients because I don't want them to go to school without, without knowing how to cook a real meal. You know, I do tell them that girls like men who can cook. True. And they're like, really? oh, good. You know, I know how to cook. Um, but I want them to go out into the world. And that's really where I am when I think about what I want to teach them and what I want to do with them is like they're leaving going out into the real world by themselves very soon. So I want to make sure I had all the lessons they needed before they go to school. Yeah, 100%. The cooking one, yes. And I think that's that's great because it's very true uh, that women love men who cook. And my husband is very much a good chef. So I, I got lucky ah, there. Nice. If you had to give someone advice on, you know, where to start with their health journey, you know, what kind of advice would you give someone that seems to be maybe stuck or doesn't really know where to turn in, in starting their own journey, whether it's nutrition or fitness? I, I had a couple of rules when I was really doing nutrition coaching. My rule was, um, if your grandmother couldn't recognize it, don't eat it. If a five-year-old couldn't say the ingredients on the label, don't eat it. It was a lot of that kind of stuff. But if you're really trying to figure out what you need to start with or where to start even, I always say, just look at what you're eating. So if you are eating, if you're drinking two Diet Cokes a day and having three servings of sugar a day. Great. Let's try to half that. So if you're having two Cokes a day, have one and three fourths Cokes tomorrow and the next day, another quarter down and the next day, another quarter down, but filling that in with seltzer, filling that in with something else that you're not going to feel deprived by because people are not successful when they feel deprived or where you feel like they're, they feel like they're giving up something for, it's not a short amount of time because that's how people look at diets. So it's called crowding out. 
So taking those things out of your diet that don't work for you and putting things that in that do, because there are so many alternatives to those bad foods. You know, like Trader Joe's has their own type of Oreo. It's not bad. If you need to have that cookie fix, I'd rather you have a Trader Joe's Oreo. There's no high, fru high fructose corn syrup in it. There's less sugar. There's no dyes. Like, let's just get the crap out of your diet before you really worry about the macronutrients. Right. So yeah. thinking what the ingredients are of the foods that you're eating versus what you're actually eating. I am so glad that I do not have a Trader Joe's near me because that Oreo, I would be right uh, after this episode, I would go and get those. So, and I agree with the, the seltzer as you were talking about it. It's funny because my husband and I did a Whole30 several years ago for the first time. And after that, he, he was, a I would say, a big soda drinker, but it was like, you know, the Diet Cherry Cokes or whatever. And now, so it's probably been four years and he hasn't had any soda. He'll drink the seltzer water to get that fizzy feeling, you know, of the soda. But, uh, I don't think he would even enjoy a soda anymore. And it's funny too, cause my nine-year-old he'll drink the seltzer waters. And then it's also funny because of my three-year-old, he calls it beer. He goes, dad, can I have a beer? <laughs> so, That's so fun. Oh. I, I your listeners about the seltzer water because I bought one of those seltzer makers at Bed Bath and Beyond. Don't buy the syrups; they're just as bad. The ingredients are just even if it's all natural ones. You don't need that. Add a little lemon, a little lime, a little cranberry juice, a little grapefruit juice, whatever you have that's actual whole food. Add that instead. Oh, that's because a great I, tip. I definitely was a two diet coke lead. You know those smallish bottles. I would drink one of the, when I worked in the city. I would drink one on the way to work and then I would drink another one in the afternoon every day for I don't know 10 years and I cannot drink a diet coke anymore seltzer water is the way to go and that those are great tips just to kind of spruce it up a little bit so I think that's awesome this is all really great information and I think at times it might be overwhelming to someone so where can they find you where can they get these cocktails what's the best way to connect with you well clean cocktails righteous recipes for the modern mixologist the cookbook is on amazon so you can find it on there if you just google clean cocktails beth nidic or just beth it'll come up um we're we're really successful with the book we're now hope, pitching our second book so hopefully that'll work out so always look for my name as an author um for me you can find me at bluebarnkitchen.com and all social media platforms are Blue Barn Kitchen, where you can find different recipes, uh, lots of cocktail recipes, lots of dinner recipes, things that I'm working on, celebrities that I'm meeting, fun stuff that we're doing, and of course, my puppy. You can always find Spike on any of my social media. He likes to get in on there. That's but I'd love awesome. to know if, if you have a question about nutrition, about cocktails, about writing a book, about being an entrepreneur, please DM me, please ask me a question. That's my favorite thing to talk about is to really empower other mommies um, and women, not just moms to really get out there and be the maximum person that they could be. Yeah. And health obviously plays a huge role in all of that. You don't have your health. You have nothing. That's what all my old relatives always say. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Amen. Um, well, Beth, it's been such a pleasure to have you. You are just so full of information, so full of energy, and I've truly enjoyed having you here. And I hope that some of these listeners will reach out to you with with more help as needed. I hope so too. Thank you so much. And I am very excited to watch what you create in 2020. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Fit for Business podcast. 
My hope is that you take some tips and nuggets, things that resonated with you in today's episode, and apply it to your personal health journey. I'm Natalie Jean, and I'll see you next week.